Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Most episodes of the podcast also feature segments with the world's most prolific author on entrepreneurship, the author of Profit First, The Pumpkin Plan, Surge, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, Clockwork, and his newest book, Fix This Next, Mike Michalowicz. So I just got to say, the sad truth in our world of being a business owner is that anyone can call themselves a bookkeeper. There are no licenses required of bookkeepers. The person who cuts your hair is trained and licensed. A registered nurse is trained and licensed. Preschool teachers are required to meet a minimum level of educational units, plus specialized health and safety training, and complete ongoing education to work as a preschool teacher. A CPA must meet educational and degree requirements and is certified through a series of tests. No one can cut hair in a salon or a barbershop without a license. To be a registered nurse, you have to have passed your state boards and continue your education to keep your license. But a bookkeeper? Anyone can call themselves a bookkeeper. And that is a big problem for business owners. Because let me tell you, Based on my 20 plus years of experience, most individuals who call themselves a bookkeeper are unqualified individuals. Here is a question to help you weed out individuals who may call themselves a bookkeeper, but are actually unqualified individuals. Remember, anyone can call themselves a bookkeeper, and I would say that 70% of individuals who call themselves bookkeepers are a wolf in sheep's clothing. No joke. I have stumped and befuddled so-called self-professed bookkeepers who, with good or otherwise intentions, presented themselves as a bookkeeper to the business owner and then just did their own thing with zero accountability. What is this most basic stumper question? Well, it's what are the three types of categories on a balance sheet? Again, the stumper question. What are the three types of categories on a balance sheet? Yes, it's that lame of a question. It proves my point. 
Trained bookkeepers and accountants, of course, would scoff at such a basic question, but individuals who are unqualified individuals calling themselves bookkeepers are stumped by the question. The answer to what are the three types of categories on a balance sheet are assets, liabilities, and equity. Do you really want an unqualified individual calling themselves a bookkeeper doing your books? When I have gone into businesses to assess their operations and their teams, and I've been told by the owner that their in-house accounting and or outsourced bookkeeper does not provide them with financial reporting, I know that their so-called bookkeeper is hiding something, and it's usually their ineptitude. When they don't provide regular financials and never sit down with the owner to review them, this is totally unacceptable behavior. In fact, one individual who wormed her way as the contracted bookkeeper who worked full-time in the business but did not want to be an employee and who had additionally managed to bring in her son into this company to assist her full-time as another contracted bookkeeper, she had the gall to tell me she never provided the owners with their financials because they wouldn't understand them. Uh, excuse me? Sound the alarms. Your financials are absolutely critical. They are your company's records that your state and the IRS will ultimately hold you accountable for. And if there is an error, you pay the price as the business owner, not the unqualified individual who calls themselves a bookkeeper. Here's another wake-up call. If you have an unqualified individual doing your bookkeeping and another unrelated CPA doing your taxes, I got to be honest with you, your CPA is expecting you to provide them with reviewed financials for the year. What you give them is what they use. During tax time, they are not reviewing your financials. They are taking what you give them at face value. They likely will not tell you if you have a D player bookkeeper. A player CPAs will ask for some additional backup documentation to help verify some of your numbers. They may ask for bank statements, and this is great because they are giving you a bit of a check and balance, but at tax time, they are swamped and get little rest, so they are not reviewing your financials with a fine-tooth comb because you didn't pay for that. When you have your taxes done, you are literally just paying for the tax preparation. So after asking this question, what are the three types of categories on a balance sheet and watch them squirm a bit? I can usually get them to fess up pretty quickly about their lack of qualified skills when I ask them to take a bookkeeping test because they know the jig is up and they won't pass a practical bookkeeping test. Point proven with objective measures. You got to test, test, test. The really frustrating aspect is that there are too many C-player and D-player bookkeepers out there, and they prey on the business owners who are the most naive when it comes to their financials. They prey on the business owners who don't own their financials. They prey on the small businesses where they can manipulate the situation in their self-serving favor. Of course, Most business owners go into business having never, ever taken an accounting course. Balance sheet, income statement, cash flow statements, 
How they all tie together? No clue. Most just know that there's a bottom line number and that's okay. You don't need to take an accounting course. You don't need to know how to run QuickBooks. This was me in 1998 when I started my first company. I'm not advising that you take an accounting course or learn how to run QuickBooks yourself, but you absolutely need to surround yourself with A-player bookkeepers and A-player accountants. You need to surround yourself and build your team with only A-players, whether they're full-time or part-time working for you, or if they are contractors or professional firms who you hire to support your accounting and bookkeeping needs, they absolutely all must be A players. What's an A player, you ask? I was trained on hiring A players over 20 years ago using the top grading methodology, and I've been practicing it for over two decades now. In top grading, an A player is defined as the top 10% of available talent in the market for the given job at the given salary. You do not pay A players for the given job more than you would pay a B or C player. In terms of recruiting and hiring, A players across all positions and roles is one of my favorite topics, and we will dive into this topic in future episodes. It's the one thing I am totally adamant about in my business. Thanks to hiring A players in my businesses, I'm able to work on my businesses and not in my businesses. Thanks to my A players, I have margin in my week to do this podcast. Again, we will dive deeper into the topic of hiring A players on future episodes, but here's a bit of a preview. When we hire individuals, to join one of our entities, or we are looking to work with outside firms, whether they are attorneys, CPA firms, etc., we only hire A players. We want the top 10% of available talent for the given job at the given salary or rate. One way to get the A player is to weed out the B and C players early in your process. First, make your application process have a few hoops. A players absolutely know they are an A player and they love a bit of a challenge. A players want to work with other A players. If they see your application process has a few special elements that allow them to demonstrate their attention to detail, for example, they are all in. Based on my experience in recruiting, hiring, and retaining A players, I know testing is a critical objective component to the process. In terms of testing, if you are hiring an in-house bookkeeper for your accounting department in your organization, hands down, you absolutely must test their knowledge and skills using a legitimate test. The good news is, is that you can purchase these tests online and pay for them as you need to deploy them. Depending on the size of your organization, what kind of testing library or resources you need, trust me, you can find one to meet your needs and your budget. There are even free ones out there too. Just make sure you deploy a test that provides you with the answer key so you can grade the test. An A player will score 90% or higher missing zero questions, or maybe one due to the wording of the question. But hold your standards to 90% or higher. 
Additionally, you should have them talk to you and make sure they do have some soft skills, some people skills, so they can translate your financials to you in layman's terms and help you improve your financials over time with the heart of a teacher who will help you hold yourself, the owner, accountable to being present for their monthly reviews of your financials. This is your business. Your number one job, if you want to stay in business, is own your financials. I'm going to be real honest with you. Some people flat out lie on their resume. Some people inflate their experience and capabilities. And some people call themselves bookkeepers when they have no formal training or education. Don't just naively accept what you want to hear. I have witnessed some, someone come in with a degree from UCLA calling themselves an accountant because they took a couple of finance classes. But what they didn't know is that I knew they did not have enough education credits to qualify to even test to become a CPA. So calling themselves an accountant was totally misleading and inappropriate. And worse, this individual was referred to a client by their accounting firm. So you would think, oh, I can trust this referral. It came from my accounting firm. But they weren't qualified. Can anyone call themselves a bookkeeper or an accountant? Tragically, yes, they can, and deceptively do so all day long. How do I know? I have been fooled and hired these people myself. Ugh. Maybe this podcast should be retitled How Not to Do What Danielle Did. The good news is I've been at this for more than 20 years, so I have learned the error of my ways and have figured out how to set higher standards when it comes to the bookkeepers and accountants I hire. If something doesn't feel right to you, if what they are saying makes you uncomfortable or unsure, if you just don't even understand what your accountant or bookkeeper is saying to you, or worse, not even attempting to review your financials with you, then these are all red flags. The individual who's making you feel like you do not own your financials, well, that is not an A-player accountant or bookkeeper, and you need to move on and up from this current individual. It's critical for you to captain your ship. If you have debt, you have to own it, and you have to be the one to eradicate it. Your accountant and bookkeeper will just keep posting the interest and principal payments as long as you continue to have that liability on your balance sheet. It takes your ownership of your financials to take action to eradicate your debt by taking 99% of your profit hold account at the end of each quarter and throwing it hard at the debt. Make sure you have a tested, proven A-player accountant and or bookkeeper who knows how to properly configure your chart of accounts so it is presented to you in an orderly fashion when you run and review your reports. I can't even tell you how many times I've reviewed financials and seen duplicates that don't even make sense and are in like two different opposite ends of someone's income statement. This is such an important topic. I have brought in one of my fellow Profit First professional colleagues to join us. 
Today, we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Ian Price Murphy, the owner of Moxie Bookkeeping. She's a business coach and a fellow certified Profit First professional. Founded in 2003, Moxie Bookkeeping specializes in working with creative type firms from architects to photographers, social entrepreneurs, and professional service providers. Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I've got to start. I love the name, but why the name Moxie? I actually was named by one of my earliest clients when I was shifting from freelance to uh, becoming a company and hiring my first employee. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm a numbers girl. I'm not great with words. So I was sort of talking to my clients and saying, what do you think I should be named? And one of them said, I've always wanted to name a business Moxie. And I was like, ding, that's it. (laughs) So today I'd like to Give a little bit of a teaser. We've got a special bonus episode with Ian, so you can tune into that, and we'll give you a little taste about what we're going to dive into on that episode. And so we were talking um, in the past about hiring a bookkeeper and um, and maybe firing a bookkeeper so you hire the right bookkeeper. What are some red flags that business owners should heed as warning signs uh, in terms of their current bookkeeping situation. Yeah. I think the biggest red flag to heed is your own intuition. If something feels off, it is. And so, you know, a lot of business owners, especially the creative business owners that I work with, feel very uh, excluded from their finances, sometimes because of their own mindset, sometimes because of their team. Um, you know, so they sort of feel like I, I hand these pieces of paper over and this person waves their wand and then things come back to me and it's all alchemy. And I really want to make sure that business owners feel empowered. So if your bookkeeper is constantly three months behind, if you always have to be the one to remind them, like, where are we at? You know, are the books done? Can I get the reports? Or even worse, you get the reports back and you're like, I feel like I'm looking at the matrix, you know, I see all of these numbers here, but they're just sort of blurring by me and I don't know what this means. To me, that's a huge red flag because while most bookkeepers are trained to um, put the data in the right place, according to generally acceptable accounting principles, not many are are, um, trained or have the social skills to be able to make sure that the suit fits you. And so I often say of a chart of accounts, like, I don't really care if it's a gorgeous, you know, orange crushed velvet suit. If you hate orange or you hate velvet or you don't want to wear a suit, it's not the right fit. So it doesn't, it has to be right for you. I think that's a great point. You really have to go with your gut. You have to go with your feeling and it's it, it it's not you. You're the business owner. You're the owner. It's the bookkeeper that's the problem. So don't let that fool yourself that well they're the bookkeeper and I'm not. No, it has to it has to fit you. And I like that that the the suit has to fit you. So yeah. perfect. Um, are there any other red flags? I mean, I think all of the other red flags are related to those. You know, bookkeepers are traditionally task-focused people, not people-focused people. So sometimes communication is a little bit difficult. That doesn't mean that they're not a good, um, skillful bookkeeper. But again, there's no reason to settle 
for a bookkeeper that makes you feel like you're asking dumb questions or, you know, it's their books and you shouldn't be in them. You know, again, I, I really encourage people to step into the role of CEO, even if it's just you, you should be in charge of your business and you should feel that ownership and empowerment around it. Now, I've got a question for you. It seems that everyone or anyone and almost everyone can call themselves a bookkeeper. Yes. There really isn't a certification like the designation of a CPA that has gone through um, certified testing uh, protocols. What, what, how do you know? So someone sounds great, mm-hmm. but as a business owner, how do you know that they actually are capable of doing bookkeeper, bookkeeping and not just calling themselves a bookkeeper. Yeah, that's hard, especially if it's a bookkeeper that works for your CPA because CPAs tend to be focused on the big picture. And so, you know, um, we don't have any CPAs on our staff for this very reason, that we like the checks and balances, but we'll sometimes get back journal entries at the end of the year to put some adjustments in the book that say things like $150,000 to accounts receivable. And as a bookkeeper, that makes me cringe because I'm like, well, whose account receivable? Like, I need more information than that. And so even having a bookkeeper work for your CPA, if they have a CPA mindset, um, that might not get you what you need. And, you know, I think that's the first and best test is, are you getting what you need? Do you understand what you're getting? Um, And, you know, one of the services that we actually offer at Moxie is to be the second set of eyes. So we love it if you have a bookkeeper, if your VA does the data data entry, or if you do it, because we just sort of do the the double check on it and say, here's what we got. We have some questions, or do you have any questions? So I think um, getting a little bit of education about what the reports are supposed to look like so that you know what it is you're supposed to be reviewing can be really helpful, um, or, or finding some tests. Again, we have extensive tests that we use and actually end up doing some placement for some of our clients. Because we've paid for all of these tools to assess people and figure out, you know, are you are you a, a problem solver or are you a data entry person? So just, you know, recommendations, referrals, and then having a little bit of education so you know kind of what that quality check looks like can really help. I think you brought up something too that that would be great, even if you don't have access to like the the tests of testing a bookkeeper's skills and um, whether it's data entry or problem solving, but um, but having a conversation with them, you know, pulling your reports and having them talk you through what your reports look like now would definitely help you weed out a bookkeeper who has the heart of a teacher and who uh, really understands bookkeeping from the perspective of helping the entrepreneur understand their books. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us um, on this episode. And please tune in to our special bonus episode available on your podcast stream, where we talk more with Ian Price Murphy of Moxie Bookkeeping on everything that you need to know when you're a small business owner and you've got to have correct and accurate bookkeeping. Thanks so much, Ian. I totally get it. There are some skeletons in your company's financials. It can be humbling and embarrassing to reveal that you have a bit of debt or that you have not been very profitable. It's okay. 
Once you decide to own your financials and you take action to implement Profit First as your cash management system, you will get a clearer picture of your company's financials and you will be able to eradicate debt and become permanently profitable. You can totally own the Profit First part. It is easy, but you cannot operate a business on Profit First allocations alone. You do need an A-player bookkeeper to make sure your company's financial records are accurate and you need an A-player CPA to prepare your taxes and assist you with your tax planning. In a quick download, let me tell you, our part-time controller is an A-player, hands down. Our original A-player accountant for our businesses, we started in 2010, died suddenly during tax season seven years ago. Her book of business was transferred to another accounting firm. That is where we met Nada. She was wonderful and had the heart of a teacher. When she left the firm, I approached her about working for us, but she was just leaving one firm to work for another and we only needed her part-time. I stayed in touch. And about 18 months after she left her second firm, she ventured out on her own and we hired her. When I got my hands on Profit First, Nada read it too. And we actually both got certified as mastery level profit first professionals. Clearly, great minds think and work alike. While our relationship precedes profit first, I have to say there's great value in the fact that Nada is also an expert at profit first. Our businesses have grown tremendously and beyond expectations. But I have to be honest, without profit first, we would not be as profitable We would be more stressed because we were not allocating money specifically for taxes. And I'm going to be real honest, and Nada can attest, (laughs) Ken and I would probably be divorced. Profit First has given us an objective cash management system to run our businesses, and we are totally in agreement on Profit First. Mike and I were chatting a bit about this, and the conundrum you can create when you scale your business. When you speak with entrepreneurs and ask, why do you start your business? Why are you doing this? They say to make money uh, and personal freedom. We talked about this you know, at other times, personal freedom, financial freedom. But then the measurement often becomes simply the top line. And the top line for a business translates to stress. The, the more money I make, and you, you have a sizable organization yourself, Daniel, you know, very sizable, multiple times bigger than what I have. I also appreciate that the bigger that business is, the more obligations placed upon you and your business partner, Ken, your husband. More responsibility. That's stress. And therefore, bigger is not better. Um, We need to extract profitability, the reason we started the business. What I love about profit professionals, why we started this whole movement, is they get to the essence of why we started our business. They have the capabilities and skills to manage the numbers in the traditional sense, but they have the unique ability that others don't to interpret that information to translate to profit. The whole reason we started the business. So they have the added, and I think extraordinary value of accountability back to the owner. They have the ability to see through the fog of and vanity of top line thinking and move to the clarity and sanity of profitability, bottom line. They give a perspective that the traditional accountant and bookkeeper doesn't. And you can even test this out for yourself. Go to, you know, Joe's standard accountant and simply say, 
hey, I'm, I'm thinking about saying multiple accounts at my bank and uh, I'm going to use this behavioral technique to track my numbers and drive profitability. See how they respond. They'll be like, that's insane. That's not how we do it in accounting because they don't get it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on them. I'm just saying they adhere to a system that doesn't support entrepreneurs in the traditional mindset, in the traditional schooling. What I love about Profit First Professionals is they make the bridge between what's traditionally necessary and effective and introduced this new approach, this behavioral approach that serves the entrepreneur. And together, that amplifies the effectiveness significantly. That's why a Profit First Professional is so effective. If this episode helped you identify some red flags with your current accountant and or bookkeeper, and you want to test the waters, the end of Q3 this August, September is the best time to make a change in terms of your bookkeeping and or accounting. My suggestion is to talk to at least three potential A player candidates. Test them, really see if they know their stuff and have the heart of a teacher. I will even provide you with at least one A-player candidate for your interviewing pleasure. It is my absolute honor to refer you to one of my fellow Profit First professionals who are A-player bookkeepers, accountants, and coaches. Certified Profit First professionals have passed extensive training and are licensed to represent Profit First. Profit First professionals individually own their own firms and practices. When you visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Contact, you can then select a button that will facilitate your request to speak with a Certified Profit First Professional. After your request to speak with a Certified Profit First Professional is received, it is matched with a specific individual Profit First Professional based on the detail you provide in your request. Ideally, the Profit First Professional also has experience working with other clients in your business category or niche. The Profit First Professional you are matched with receives a notice about the potential match. When the Profit First Professional accepts matching with you, they are committing to connecting to you within 48 business hours of the introduction. So when the Profit First Professional accepts the match, Profit First Professionals HQ sends a virtual introduction to you and your Profit First professional. Hint, feel free to proactively reach out to your designated Profit First professional and tell them you've been listening to Profit First Nation because they will know you are primed and ready to have a meaningful conversation. We do have a special resource for you with some of the best practices discussed on this podcast with regards to hiring a qualified bookkeeper. The resource for this particular episode also includes some bonus best practice questions you can use in your screening and interview process that we did not have time to cover on this episode. Go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources to access this episode's resource. Additionally, we just launched a new feature last week that allows us to text you the current episode's resource every Thursday when you provide your cell phone number for the opt-in. Again, if you would like to work directly with a certified Profit First professional bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, then go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you will be able to connect with a certified Profit First professional. And finally, because this is such an important topic, don't forget to listen to our bonus episode this week with Ian Price Murphy from Moxie. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. 
Nonprofit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.